All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, I'm very excited to have on a friend of mine. I think we've been friends for like eight years. We've known each other now. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so her name is Francesca. She's a mom. She is a small business owner. Um, she's a creative um, and she's just like a wonderful soul. So I'm really excited that she agreed to be on the show. Um, so we're going to get started. Hey everyone. Welcome to owning your authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. So, Francesca, tell, why don't you just introduce yourself to everyone and let us know like what who you are and where you're living and what's going on. Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was really nice. That was a really cool introduction. Um, <laughs> you're good at this. Okay. So I'm 32 and I'm a mom to, um, the most beautiful daughter. Ever. Like everyone said, every mom says that about their kid. No, but your daughter so, really is beautiful. Oh, thank I you. mean, <laughs> I know, I know everyone says that and everyone thinks all kids are cute. That's a lie. All yeah. kids are not cute, but your oh, kid is God. very cute. Oh God. Your honesty is so great. It's totally breaking the ice. So thank you. Yeah. She's, she's super cute. It's really hard to like say no to her. And the toddler phase is uh, challenging for me because of that. So I'm, you know, learning a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. She's and how old is two. she now? She's almost two. She's almost two. She's going to be two January 22nd. Okay. So right yeah. around the corner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you yeah, guys have, live up in Northern California. Yeah. We live in up near Sacramento. Okay. Um, yeah. In Rockland. So it's one of those suburbs right outside of Sacramento and it's really nice. There's, um, we're right at the base of the Sierras. So there's great hikes. Um, you know, but I do miss the ocean. Ah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I honestly, you know, I never take advantage of it. And I took Amanda out. We were, she was having a rough time and I picked her up from work and I was like, you know what, we're just going to go sit at the ocean and have some snacks. And she was like, this is so great. And we live 15 minutes from the ocean and we never go. <laughs> and I'm so jealous of you. Cause I know you're, I know where you live and I'm like, I know my hometown. I'm like, she's right there. <laughs> when I live there, I don't think I went like every week, but just knowing that it's there is yeah. like, healing. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm, I'm like a self-proclaimed mountain girl, but the mountains have to be by the ocean. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're like, um, um I need both. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely discovering, you know, more of the mountains out here and, uh, with Emery as well. It's always fun to discover new places with her. Mm-hmm. So that's helping me to like actually get out and try to connect more with, with the new area that I live in. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you guys been up there? Cause you, what, before, before she was born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we moved from Oxnard 
when I was, I don't know, I think a few months pregnant. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and then the rest of my pregnancy was here mm-hmm. and I had her. And honestly, I didn't think I would need my family as much as when I had a baby, all of a sudden I was craving, even with all our like, um, issues as a family, as much as I love them. Of course we all have, everyone has issues. Yes. Yes. And, but then I just didn't care about any of the issues. And I was like, I need to be by my roots. Mm-hmm. And that feeling still stays with me. Even now I'm still like, Oh, I want to get back home. I want to get to my parents. I want her to know, I want her to know like my history and right. You so know. does it, does it feel like you're like a temporary stay there? Like, this is just like, this is, we're in a season where we live up here and there's yeah. going to be a point where we come back to like a home base down here with like by your parents and stuff. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes I have to like dial it in because I, that it can be hard to be present when you're right. thinking like, well, home is over here, but here is just where we are. is just temporary. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I've been doing, um, a lot of work in like, I, we, I think before this episode aired, there was an episode I talked about feeling safe and like how to feel mentally and emotional safe. Yeah. And that's so great. It's, uh, it's something that I don't feel like people talk about, but, um, I don't even remember where I was going to go. With no, this. but the, you, 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 that's so beautiful. What you said, being emotionally safe. Well, um, I, and, but that's yeah. like where most of like my boundaries have stemmed from is I feel, n- I feel unsafe around the people that I've had to set strong boundaries around. And when I explained yeah. this to my daughter, she was like, well, that person would never hurt you. Like they would never hit you. And I was like, no, no, no. But there's a lot of other ways to be unsafe. It's not just yes. like, first of all, if they did hit me, I can hit harder. Like the, like the, <laughs> the, the people I've had to set boundaries with, like, that. I'm not afraid of, <laughs> like, I'm not fearful of being hurt. Like I will ruin right. you, yeah, but that's yeah. not what I like. And I was yeah. like, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, no, they would never hit me, but they can hurt me in other ways. And it almost hurts more because mm-hmm. you don't just heal. Your body doesn't heal for you. You have to do the work to heal. And it's yeah. really hard. I, I agree. I think when someone, like you said, it's not just about being physically hurt, but when someone like dismantles your peace and yes. then that kind of floods into your home life and your family. And you're like, this is what my life is all about. And you're deteriorating it. Yeah. And, and then of course you bring it up. If you were to ever bring it up, you're gaslit. Like, yes. Like, oh, that's like, not a thing or, yeah. or, or it gets turned around. Like a lot of, I, what? It, mine always got turned around into, well, I've always, I've always had to do this on my, I'm a victim. Poor me. Everything has been situational. I was, I was always just, this is what I was given. And I'm like, no, that's what you chose to accept. Right. And there's a difference. Like, yeah, we all get handed cards and we get handed situations, but how you choose to react to them is completely up to you. Oh and if, yeah. And if yeah. you're just going to take it and run and be like, no, it's fine. I'm just a victim. And I have an excuse to be an asshole now. I'm like, well, then you can be an asshole to someone else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. When yeah. I, when I became a mom, I think that was the toughest thing. Um, I'm in my visions of being a mom since I was a little girl, I mm-hmm. never envisioned what I'm about to say, which is that setting boundaries as a new mom, especially like when two months later COVID pops off oh, gosh. was incredibly difficult for me. I mean, literally I would get in panic attacks over it. Just having to yeah. tell people, um, you know, loved ones like, Hey, I don't feel safe with this can we do it like this and then having a blow up in my face yeah I had to define my comfort and my discomforts and it was incredibly difficult because 
you know, when someone negatively reacts to boundaries you set, I had to learn that it has everything to do with their shadow work, with yes. you know, the shadow work that they need to do. But right. not everybody is aware of that level of accountability for themselves. And I think and, also like there's a level of where our generation was taught, like we have to hold space for other people's feelings. Like it was a, a responsibility of ours. So I have to, I have to hold space within myself for you to be upset. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's hard to detach when you are setting boundaries and the response is negative. It's hard to detach from this is my fault to no, this is a consequence and it's okay that they're upset. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's what I had to learn is it's okay if they're going to be upset, but it's still like dredged up like traumatic things from my childhood. And I was just like, I don't want them to be upset. I don't want to even deal with this. Let me just run away. Right. You're like, I just want everyone to be happy, but I have to set this boundary. Yeah. I can imagine, especially with a new baby in the beginning of, I can't even imagine like my kids are older. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cause the becoming a new mom part and then COVID actually were not as difficult as the setting boundary part. Really? Like dealing with people was more difficult than the act of becoming a mom and like going through those motions of, you know, lack of sleep and hormones Mm -hmm. and yeah, the stuff that came with it, with um, having to communicate how I felt about Mm -hmm. my role as a mom. Yeah. It, It was disappointing and traumatic actually, you know, that people that you, you know, you want to be understood and there's debates about who you are Mm -hmm. as a person and who you are as a new mom. And you're like, I'm just becoming something like, why can't I just become that? Like I'm, but also like, why, why is that on the table for discussion? Like, why is that an appropriate topic for people to discuss? Like, no, no, like I'm the one that became a mom. It's me and my kid. Like, what? why do you get to, hold space and talk about it. And I have to, and act like I have to give you that. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the work with this podcast and that I've done in the last couple of years is literally just unlearning all of the bullshit that I was taught <laughs> as a kid. I feel like I'm yeah. unlearning as yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that being a parent has <laughs> made you, it's funny. Cause when I became a parent, you know, they're, they're, you don't think about the fact that this question comes up that it's like, well, are you going to do it like you were raised or are you going to change it? Right. So do you find that comes up a lot in like the way that you parent and the way you were parented? Yeah, actually. Cause I want to, you know, hold space for like the warmth in my childhood that I experienced mm-hmm. and that my parents shared. But then I also um, do recognize patterns in myself that I have to like, whoa, like I have okay, we need to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, one thing I do with Emery is I'm not perfect. And if I do, um, if I do something that hurts me or I'll have to feel like, you know, oh, that was something that my parents did that I didn't want to do. I'll actually talk to her, even though she probably doesn't know what I'm saying completely because she's, you know, two, but I always you know, have that conversation, like, look, I feel this way that I reacted to your tantrum. And I'm so sorry that I was acting that way. And I'm just going to continue to talk to her if I am not, you know, my best version. I'm just going to be transparent with her. Yes. Because, you know, I feel like, like we were like, my parents didn't ever do handle anything in front of us. 
So you, you grow up with this idea that when you're an adult, you have your shit together and then you become an adult and the parent, you're like, we, none of us know anything like this is all a guessing game and we can read as many books as we want, but they didn't have it together. So I'm very honest. Like I cry in front of my kids. I fuck up in front of my kids. Yeah. But I also show them beautiful. how to apologize and how to pick myself back up, how to how recover, to, how to recover, but also like to feel you need to be upset. Like if you're upset, go be upset. It's okay. You don't have to push that down in a little box, like right. be upset. I get upset and I get upset in front of you. I don't sit there and like, like the one thing that we don't do in front of the kids is like Amanda and I, like, if we do get into an argument, which is few and far between, that's the one thing I don't do in front of them right? because I don't think they need you know, where they're in a, they're in a split home, their parents are divorced. And so I don't want them to ever feel like there's like an, uns, uh, like an unsafe stability in our home. So that's the one sure. thing I don't really yeah. do in front of, I, and I don't think it's appropriate for, but we do have, like, if we disagree on something, that's not an argument, like, yes, we will have those disagreements and show our kids what it's like to be like, well, no, I think this. And you're like, oh no, I think this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. That's like, um, I've read about constructive disagreements. Those are totally safe to have in front of your children, mm-hmm. but if they're, um, like deconstructive, which once in a while it happens, but if it's, if it's frequently happening, that's when you really have to, like you said, we can't do that in front of the kids. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Because, that's it, not, because yeah. they don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like Amanda and I could get as upset as we want as each other, but we still fully know that like, I'm not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere, but the kids have already had evidence of like their parents splitting up. So it's like, I'm never going to make them think that that's going to happen here. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's so good that you're mindful of that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but kids Mm -hmm. are hard, man. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, and so how old are they now? Madison is 10 and Grayson is eight and a half. I know. I know. So So Franny and I met when my son was, uh, I went back to work when he was like four months old. Oh my God. Yeah. It was right after Grayson was born. And then I, we met at a restaurant. And so, yeah, yeah, like when you met my kids, they were itty bitties. I know they were itty bitties. And I'm like, wow, you've done this for 10 years and you're so, you're so graceful and strong. (laughs) And so, and, and, and I am not that yet. <laughs> like in terms of my motherhood, I'm still like figuring it out. Um, I'm not going to lie know, though. The older, the older years are just, I like them so much more. Like I everybody hear, loves yeah. the baby. Fit. Like the top, this phase is fun when they're like, like where Emery's like, I see all your posts and she's like discovering nature and you guys are like finding, you know, cool flowers. And like, yes. she's very much like in that discovery phase. So that is a very yeah. cool phase. Yeah. 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 What's it like to watch her do that growing up in face. a space that's like different from where you grew up? Oh, that's such a good question. Cause I really, I, I struggle with this a little bit. Um, in one regard, I get, I get completely lost in the moment watching her discover and it's so beautiful. And I'm like, yes, it doesn't matter where we are. I'm connected to my daughter and she's connected to me and she's connected to so much more beyond just me yeah. that it's so amazing to watch her connect. And then sometimes I get this sadness where I'm like, I just want to show you the things that I grew up with and the places right. that I went. And I want to connect on this other level that I, I, 
Yeah. I only get every other month when I visit for a couple of weeks and it feels so rushed. And I can't ever just enjoy you have to like push it. it all in. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to like, I just can't. And sometimes I'm like, I can't wait to move. But then I'm like, no, you have to stay present. So that's mm-hmm. the challenge. Yeah. So why did you guys like, what brought you up there? Like, what was the driving force of you guys relocating? I think the driving force was a panic. <laughs> You're honest, if I'm being very honest. Um, you know, when I never thought I would get pregnant, honestly, I always had issues with my um, hormones and things. I, I don't think I thought it would happen. I oh. wanted, it. yeah, I wanted it to only only thing I really desired. I was like, I, ha- I want to be a mom. I have to be a mom. And then it happened and we were both so happy. We both were like, yes, we are ready to be parents. Awesome. And, but the panic came with, well, where are we going to live? How are we going to support her? Because where we were living wasn't suitable to raise a baby. Mm-hmm. So, cause we had like a bunch of roommates and things it just wasn't that kind of environment. Right. Um, but it was like, well, I don't think we can afford to live in Ventura County. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's so yeah, gross. I know. And, you're, and I'm like, and I know, so so we, he, he suggested, well, why don't we move, you know, closer to where my family is and I'll work with my dad and we'll see where things go and it'll, we can move, we can save up money and move back. And I was in that conversation. It was like one to two years maybe was like going to be mm-hmm. that time. And then it turned into something else once we moved. And so we're here more indefinitely, but definitely not more than probably five years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're giving it, you're giving it the space it needs to grow into whatever it is and then have the opportunity to go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's that awesome. place will be Ventura. Cause I deeply want to be back to my roots, but then there's a part of me that kind of wants to start fresh in a more like neutral territory mm-hmm. where both Bobby and I don't have roots. Mm-hmm. And I know you can like build your own. No, I think that's, it's very much like a nomad esque, like, Hey, let's go start something from scratch for ourselves because we can. Yeah. Yeah. There's that adventure side to me where it's like, let's do, let's just pick up and start somewhere fresh. Yeah. I told Amanda, I said, if, if, you know, um, you know, we co-parent with the kids with their dad, so neither of us can leave, you know, but if it was just me, like if they were just with me and that, that wasn't like a thing, we would have left California long time ago. Oh, wow. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would probably be like in Portland wearing some flowy dress yes. and like, <laughs> yes, you would be, I can see it. I can totally see it. Oh my God. You would be ruling Portland. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, we've talked about Portland or Oregon as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, gorgeous. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Who knows though? Who knows? So I'm trying to hold space for that to celebrate more of the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, That's very to cool. do, right. Yeah. But I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I'm, I'm very much in a manifesting phase right now. So I, you know, and I'm like, I love um, that Amanda and I are so different in certain ways because I am like hippy dippy, like let's get, let's talk about chakras. Let's talk yes. about the law of attraction. Yeah. And she's like, where's the science? And I'm like, actually here it is. Where's the, that, wow. That's she's so very, she's a very science yeah. brain. And so yeah. I'm like slowly with the things that do have some science in them. I'm like 
I'm showing her this and I'm showing her that. And she's like, okay, I can get on board a little bit. She'll meditate with me here and there. But as far as like, I'm manifesting very much like a different, our, our next, what I like to say is like the next version of me, the next version of what our life looks like. Cause like, we're very comfy. This is the first time we've had our home feels like a home, even though we're in an apartment, it very much feels like a home and it's so refreshing to actually feel at home. And then I feel like because I actually feel comfortable and safe, I'm able to like have these big ideas of where our life is going to go. And I've never, I've never had that before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's something to be said for building a home where you are right now. Yeah. 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 I love that. And then you have that comfort to dream. Like you said, yeah, it's like it frees Um, up the, the scary stuff so you can actually dream. Yeah. Something I did, which was just, um, not even planned was I started to set up our house to look like a home. Like how you were saying we have an apartment, but for the longest time, I didn't even bother decorating or making it feel like a home because I didn't want to be here. And then I started to connect more Mm -hmm. and decorate. And then I was like, you know, this, it started to feel more like a home. I, yeah. So I am trying to settle down more and see like where then that next chapter is. I also think there's like some, some security in knowing that like you can create the roots here. And then like, if I like, if for anybody who gardens, you can repot your plant somewhere else. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can make those roots. Like I actually, that I don't, well, Amanda told me that she agreed to move in this place as long as I didn't make her move for another, like two or three years, Okay, (laughs) because we've moved like she moved from Long Beach to our house in Somos. Then we moved from Somos to Camarillo and then from Camarillo to here. And she's like, I'm sick of moving. I was like, fine, I'll give you like two, three years. But I was like, that's it. Then I'm painting. So I painted like all the kids have different, like you can see Madison, yes, wherever so that good. is. I painted everything. I painted our so living cool. room. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I spent all the money to get whatever we needed so that it yeah. would feel like home. And then when we're ready, we'll go make another home. Yeah. If you can do it there, you can do it again somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. It's proof that it can happen. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know, I don't know the story of, so she, so for anybody listening, Francesca has a, an Etsy shop um, called Sage and Knot, and she does amazing macrame. And so I want to know the story of how that got started. Cause your, your partner is a creative as well. Yes. Yeah. So um, I so, just love that dynamic. Yes. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I know it's so great. Cause that that's like, I think that's where we connect as a couple is our creativity. So Bobby, um, just has a knack for crafts and like, he's, a, he's a DIYer, mm-hmm. like way more than I am. So he did leather making, um, and some woodwork as well, but he had a little side hustle called O brothers. Um, and and wait, didn't you, haven't you gotten, oh yeah, I ordered a bag, the bag. I was like, yes, I had, it all came to me for for our anniversary, the year that Amanda proposed, I gave her a handmade vegan leather, like side, like a side bag for, for when she's in school and it fits her laptop and her books and everything. Yeah. And it's heavy too. Cause it's, it's, there's a lot of, it's like, (laughs) but it's it's real. Like that will last forever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You've always been so supportive of both of our side hustles. I love so, it. Thank you so much. Um, 
Yeah. So I lived, so I met, so, okay. Rewind. We're going to go back um, it up. Okay. We're going to back it up a little bit. Cause it's a really, it's a good story. So I moved in with Bobby, like fresh into our relationship just a few months after we started dating. I mean, I moved in with him and he was always creating. He had this little workshop, um, attached to the garage and we were in the Oxnard shores. You could hear the mm-hmm. waves. Oh. It was just inspiring. Yeah. And so being around him and his energy, I was like, well, I want to create something. But I kind of didn't know I'm all over the place. So uh, as you can tell, so <laughs> I started just going on walks on the beach, um, every week anyway, and would collect driftwood. Yes. I, driftwood. I yeah. love driftwood. I don't know what it is. It, I, I love, I have a piece of driftwood that has been, has moved from house to house to house with me for like nine years. I had, I don't know what to do with it yet, but I know at some point I'm going to do something with it, but there will come a day and I will know. Yeah. And I just love that it's there anyway. Um, yeah. it's part of the family. I had a couple of pieces of driftwood like piled up in the corner of our room. And, um, I would frequent this, uh, woman's apothecary, women's apothecary shop in Santa Barbara, okay. really great. Um, women of color owned, female owned, Love amazing. It. Um, it's called Pura Luna women's okay. apothecary and the owner Ash, I would go in and talk with her. Um, and she, I started following her Instagram and she would have these like local artists would come in and they would have like a women's, a woman's circle. And they would have like the artists set up their little like stations and sell their work. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah. One of them I saw was like a branch with, for lack of a better term, just string. I didn't know it was called cotton cord. That's like the technical <laughs> mat, the cord. So it was just string but it was so I know it was so beautifully knotted it was art and I was like what is that I want to do that I want those I want one in every room of my home like what is that even called I didn't even know it was called macrame and so I you know put the two together and YouTubed my first like how-to video and um made my first macrame and I fell in love with everything you know getting lost in the patterns the knots and um finding the driftwood and what pattern do I want to put? You know, what do I want to convey in this room of my home in this corner and mm-hmm. all kinds of things would come to mind. And so that was in 2019. And then fast forward to COVID. That's when that was my COVID project was Sage right. or not. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been so much fun. I think yeah. it's amazing. And think I, one of the things I love, especially just, even if, even if you guys don't order, just following your account, because you literally use your art for innovation everywhere. So I think it was what last week you posted that you, you used your macrame to create a leather holder for Bobby's leather. And it's just, I love that. It's literally, you're like, I solve problems with my creative mind. I think it's so freaking cool. And the the hat holders, tell me how that came about because I think they're awesome. Thank you so much. I was talking to my dad and I, and we had such a great conversation about the hat holder. Cause he's always like, how many this week did you sell? How many this week? Cause it's all the hat hanger. That's all it is. Well, and- everyone in every salon ha- that comes out with the same hairstyle, they all wear the same hat. It's like a thing. I mean, yes. I don't really go to salons, so I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Cause I just, I don't, I, well, I'm growing my hair out and before, and then I went to a barber for like 10 yeah. years. So yeah. I don't understand, but I have friends that do hair and every single woman I know that does hair has the same hat. Yeah. And I don't know what, the, what are they called? It's not a fedora. I, that was like us in the nineties. No, there's a name for it. And there's I'm a name. Just- 
I'm, the, I'm like you, I might make the hat hangers, but I'm just becoming a hat person myself. Me too. I have yes. two of them now and I'm very yeah, proud actually, of myself. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> cute. I saw, I saw that they're cute. Um, and so, yeah, but that's, it's a look, it's definitely having a moment that yes. the hat that we can't find the name for it's yeah. But I love that you found innovation in someone else's moment, like in the movement of this, this fashion trend, like you're like, I'm going to find a way to incorporate my artwork into, you know, what people wear on their body is art or whatever. Yeah. It's functional. And macrame is having a, is having a moment in it and of itself too. It was really big in the seventies and now it's back. I was going to say, it's not a new art. It's not a new art, but it's, it's definitely the boho decor trend. It's yes. part of, you know, I even see it in mood. Like I'll be watching a show and I'll be like, Oh, nice macrame. And yeah. sometimes I'll take a picture of it and be like, I want to recreate that. And Oh, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. The yeah. hat hanger. The, so the thing about the hat hanger was actually, um, Bobby and I lost a very dear friend of ours in the beginning of the year. Um, she passed away in a car accident. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Thank you. She's also a mom and she was a dear mom friend of mine. Helped me get through you know, those beginning struggles as a mom that we kind of touched on. Yeah. Um, and so when she passed a couple months later, her mom reached out to me and she said, Hey, I know you do macrame. I have some cowboy hats. Can you make me something where I can hang up my hats? And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. I never say no, but I was like, but how, but, but how, yes. so I started researching and seeing what other artists have done. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to do mine like this. And I sent her a picture of what I had in mind. And then she was like, yeah, that's, that's what I want. Exactly. And then that's, that's amazing. I feel like it was almost like, and I do believe in this. Um, maybe it was a, a help, a helping hand from Rachel. It's like a spirit guide. Yeah. And yeah. here for I know you're struggling and let me just give you some business. It'll help these five years that you have to stay in this place. Go by fast. I think it was honestly a, a, like a helpful hand from her. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it's definitely a way to like stay connected to her. Yeah. I miss her. Oh my God. So much. Um, also in Aries reminds me a lot of you. Very powerful, (laughs) powerful, a leader, Mm -hmm. um, a great mom, someone you want in your life forever. So those people are very, very valuable. Oh God. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask too, because I've been, I, when we talk about like style and the trends and everything, I've never really had a style for a while there. I didn't even know how I I will admit this. And it's wonderfully embarrassing. I didn't know how to match clothes. Like literally in my twenties, I was already divorced and I didn't know what matched. So I only wore black. (laughs) All right. I just wore black. Cause I'm like, then everything matches. I, and and I worked in restaurants, so I had to wear black. I was like, yeah. I literally yeah. wear jeans and I wear black because then I don't have to have the opportunity to fuck it up. <laughs> it takes the thinking out of it. It's just a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so like only in the last like two years have I gotten into like actually having a sense of style that I feel ownership in Yeah. like, and it's a little funky and I, you know, and I tell my kids that there's no shame. Like I shop at the thrift store. I like the clothes that I get the yeah. most comments on are from the thrift store. Yes. So, and I feel like as we become mothers and, and, and in our thirties, like, do you feel like whether it's with your art or with your personal self that you've developed like a sense of style, Oh my like God, your I own like style, slam my hands on the table because <laughs> so much yes to what you just said. 
I just said this out loud. I was like, I feel like I discovered more of my, my sense of style through becoming a mom and through Sage and not. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know, Sage and not happened. I think because I became a mom and I needed this like driving force and, um, so, you needed something, something for yourself. Yes. And then yes. I just, I always, I always like know what I want, but I don't know how to like execute it. I, like I said, my mind's just everywhere. So like being a mom helped narrow that down and help me like make those selections a lot more easily. Yeah. It's what you said is like hundred percent. Yeah. It's so fun. And even like Amanda makes comments because she has very, like, she's known her style. She's known, she's known a lot more about who she is from a much younger age than I did. I had to go through an awakening and you were there. You were there when I came out, you were there (laughs) when I was still living with my ex-husband, but we were like, I was out and we were, we were, we were, Oh, that's right. We were neighbors. Yeah. So you could just walk over. (laughs) I remember you sitting, we were sitting on my couch and you're like, so does this mean you're gay? Do I have a gay friend? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was great. Oh my God. Yeah. I still have very fond memories. I can see like the excitement in your face. You were like, I have a gay friend. <laughs> oh, I was so excited for, for you and for, yeah, cause it's you and you know, owning your authenticity. That's what it is. And I, and I could see it happening right in front of me. And I was like, yeah. And I yeah. still had to go through a, a numerous years of fucking it up after that too, to really like figure it out. But I mean, that's just part of life, I guess it is, but I feel like you, but I, 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 you're so tenacious. And I was like, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. (laughs) Like me, I would feel, I would be like on the floor. Like, I don't know what's happening. But you were like, this is who I am. And I'm doing this. Oh, and like from your first podcast, this is why I'm so glad we're talking about this. You said something, cause I wanted to know why you were doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because I know you have so much, because I know our conversations, you have so much great knowledge to share, but I was like, but how did she get to the podcast? Like, I want to know. Um, and I also wanted to know how you got through that time, you know? And, and so you, you talked about, um, because I know I've been talking a lot about how maybe I'm not happy with where I live and maybe Mm -hmm. to some listener, it might sound like I'm complaining, but really it's like, I am in love with my daughter, my partner, and so many other things that encompass my life, but I'm allowed to not be happy with this sector of my life. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm chronically miserable. You said that you said, you know, everyone said to you, Oh, but you have your gorgeous kids and your husband and you have this and you have that. What are you unhappy about? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not chronically miserable, but I'm brave enough to say that something's missing in me spiritually and I'm going to go find out what it is. Yes. Move out of my way. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Except you were very graceful about it and not like (laughs) move out of my way, but you, you stated that that's so brave and beautiful. Well, I think you come to a point where it, you know, I was talking to my aunt who I love and she's very much like, I go to her for advice and I just really value her opinion. Um, And she was talking about a conversation where she was, you know, talking about me and she's like, you know, of course she, I've been married before, obviously, you know, and they Mm -hmm. were referencing like, oh, you having a track record or something. And it's like, well, of course she has a track record. Of course she has trauma. She spent her entire life trying to fit in where she didn't fit. 
Like I didn't fit and I did everything right. I did all the things I had. I had the husband and the kids and, and, you know, we did all the things and I did, and I, I wasn't right because I was in the wrong box or I was in a box at all. I didn't need to be in a fucking box. Right. And it's like, you get to, but I want like, um, but this is the difference is like, I want, I want us all to raise this next generation to know that before they're 35. Yeah. Like to, to be able to figure it out before so that you don't spend decades of your life sitting there striving for something that doesn't actually work for you. Yes. That's, that's totally why I, um, you know, so gender studies is, was my major when I was in school and I try to apply that to Emory. Um, one of the first things that people I knew were going to raise an eyebrow about was that I wanted more gender neutral themes in her, mm-hmm. in her life. So, um, I don't mind some pink, but I definitely try to steer away from all pink or all girly things. Yeah. Um, I, oh, want totally. all, I want all the themes and I don't know if people really understand, um, the depth of that notion, mm-hmm. um, which is, it has to do with free thinking, having her be able to think freely and think outside of the box. Yes. You know, that's why I do that. And I don't know if a lot of people understand that, uh, especially if they're of a different generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of confusion. Like Grayson said to me the other day, Oh, well, that's pink. That's a girl. I said, does it have girl parts? And he was like, what? I said, colors don't have genders. Yes. Neither do your clothes. Neither do action figures or superheroes or like, it doesn't matter. Like they don't, these things don't have a gender. Yeah. So you don't get to be like, well, Maddie's a girl. So she's going to like this. No, Maddie is who she is and she likes what she likes. And it can be that simple. It doesn't have to fit like in an A or B column. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. It's just, (laughs) it's very weird raising kids in this time because well, one, the world is just a shit show. I mean, like it's literally the entire world feels like a dumpster fire sometimes. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what, but we're going to live positively and we're going to be part of a, a a good impact. We're going to be that best next thing. (laughs) Like that's what I tell my daughter whenever she's having a hard time because I just can't even imagine growing up the way they're growing up. There's everything's in technology. And it's like, my daughter holds so much stress. Like the, she holds the weight of the world on herself. And I don't, and I, I don't, it drives, it makes me so sad. So I just tell, I'm like trying to tell her like, Hey, Hey, it's your job. Like, did you ever read, you read Glennon Doyle, I'm assuming untamed. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I've literally quoted that book to her. And said, like, it is your job to disappoint everybody else. I expect you to disappoint me. I expect you to disappoint everybody as long as you're not disappointing yourself. Yeah. You know, because it's just, it's so hard, man. God, that's such a good one. I know. I love, I love that. I want to read it. I need to read it again. I've been in, I've been in very much in consumption mode. And now I'm like, okay, I need to be in. This is, I actually have my notes right here. Consumption versus production is going to be another oh, okay. episode of the podcast yeah. because it's like, yeah. if you ever want to like, you can consume, 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 but if you ever want to go anywhere, you have to actually produce something with what you've yes. consumed. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. okay. So this is a question I ask everyone I interview. Oh, so I read, I don't know if you've read Jay Shetty's book, think like a monk. 
Oh, I have not. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. If you want something to read. Um, but he says, he talks about how, you know, like when people say, oh, well, tell me about yourself. Like, who are you? And you're like, okay, well, I'm a mom and I'm a business owner and I'm a partner and I'm a daughter, but those identities are all in relation to other people. Mm. So who are you when you're not something for someone else? Like, how would you describe yourself? I know I I say this to people and they're like, you could have given me a heads up on this. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's a beautiful question. And I could have had this long winded, like, first of all, when someone asks, who are you? I'm always like, can we do 21 questions? Cause I need, <laughs> I need it to be broken down, but no, the first thing I thought of when you asked a question, no one's ever asked me, which is beautiful. Everyone should be asked this. Um, I saw myself like, just, this is going to sound so like weird. I, I love I, it. Say it. No, it's going to sound kind of like, um, like fairy tale-ish, but I, I saw myself in a, a meadow surrounded by gorgeous pine trees, um, like kind of like looking beyond the pine trees to mm-hmm. see what else is there. Um, but I really love what's around me, but I'm always kind of ever curious to know I like that. what's next. Yeah. And I, and so, um, so you're curious, there's a lot of complexities, curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Curious is such a fun word. I, I really get attached to words because I think like there's so much power in the words that you choose and how you choose to say something and what you choose to say to people, which I explained to my kids the other day. I'm like, listen, you can say whatever you want to say, but you don't ever get to take it back. And, and people can never unhear what you say. So that's why words have so much power because you don't get to take it back. There is no fixing it once it's said, Mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love the word curious because it's such a, it's an, a notion of like more to come. Like there's always more to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always more mm-hmm. to be discovered, more to be read, more to be more laughter to be had more everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And it can be positive. It can be like, well, it can be negative. It can be positive in terms of well, what are you looking towards? Like, aren't you, you got to be where you are. Right. But the mind is meant to like move, like your yes. spirit is meant to like do all these things. And so, um, it's great to just, to be okay with that. But like we said, you know? there's something to be said for being grounded in where you're at and still yeah. dreaming for more. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's okay. To I dream love that. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I feel like as we become adults, we lose that so much. It gets beaten out of us by work and school yeah. and, and, yeah. and filling yeah. expectations. Like we yeah. literally forget how to dream. And then we wake up in our mid thirties and we're like, what the fuck, man? Like I didn't <laughs> go any, I didn't go anywhere. What the, Wait. What the hell? Yeah. 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 I told my kids that I said, and I tell, I have told so many people this because I spent so long completely dedicated in the restaurant industry and it just steals your soul and it doesn't ever give it back. And I'm like, I didn't go, I didn't go to concerts. I didn't go to festival. I didn't do anything. I worked the whole time. I just worked. So I don't want to interrupt, but I was saying, cause you were always our manager. So you were giving us time off to go to the concert. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Now continue. Please. And I was like, please yeah. go have fun for me. You, I know you were all, yeah. Best manager ever. 
but I'm definitely, I know yeah. I tell everybody yeah. all the time. I'm a recovering workaholic. Like I now have full days where I take time off like today after this, we are, we are going to go. Um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm very much into manifesting my next step, obviously. And we were talking about houses. So we're actually, now that open houses are a thing again, we're going to go tour this home, which of course, like I told Amanda, I made a list the other day. We were talking about our dream home and I was like, well, what would you want? And what would I want? And I was like, okay, we have to have a minimum of five bedrooms. If I'm talking dream home, because the kids have to each have a room. We have to have a room. I always wanted a guest room so that anybody could become and welcome, like could visit and be welcome. And then I would have to have an office because I work for myself. Yeah. So that spiraled into, okay, great. Well, we also need to build some barbecue and I want a pool and I want a meditation room. And I want, <laughs> I was like, if I'm going for it, I'm going. So we're actually going to yeah. go, we're going to go look at this house. That's having an open house day. It's like 1.6 million, you know, oh, so, you know, just oh drop in the bucket. <laughs> that's so great. And I'm yes, like, you it go is to that it is. Open house. I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to in my jeans and converse. I don't have to look fancy. Cause I'm just manifesting. I can, and I told Amanda, I said, you know, even when we get to the point where we're making the money we don't want to make. And we're not stressed about finances and we have our dream life. I'm still shopping at Goodwill. I hope, you know, and she's like, Oh, me too. Cool. Like, Great. <laughs> Cause that's not yeah. something I care about spending money on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so great. And also you're supporting the whole, like, you know, not, um, getting money towards like new consumerism. It's like, you're yeah, repurposing recycling, things. repurposing. Absolutely. So that's also a great, that's a great quality. Yeah. Okay. I know you have your, your, Bobby's with the baby and you're, you've got limited time, but I just want to ask one more question. So what's something that you want to put out into the universe today? Like that you would like a goal you would want to manifest so that when we five years from now, I'm going to text you and be like, Hey, I just listened to that old episode that we did that first interview on and it's going to be true in those five years. So what's something that you would put out there into the universe. And then in five years, it'll be a truth of yours. Oh, um, well, I would love to be, uh, closer to my friends and family and share my, my daughter with, with them and some of those magical places that I grew up going to and some new places that Bobby and I both discovered that are just fresh for us. I love that. I love that. The fresh start. A Mm -hmm. fresh start. Okay. Well, I just, I so appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know like with work schedules and the baby and everything, you're like, we had to find time. And I just really appreciate, I, first of all, I just missed you and I loved connecting with you, you too. Me yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah. This is a so, great conversation. Definitely. Yeah. It fills the soul a little bit. I needed this. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. No, I'm really happy to have you on. I just so appreciate it. Um, but really quick, tell everyone where they can find your shop, like your Instagram handles, please plug all the things right now and oh Bobby's stuff too. Yes. Okay. So Sage and not Sage and not, uh, with a K and, um, I'm on Instagram. I also have an Etsy page. That's where, if you want to look at some of the most current items I have and you wanted to buy them, that's where you would go is Etsy. Um, and then if you want to just be a part of the vibe and just follow along Instagram, your Instagram is great. It's definitely like, I look at you for that, like wander less when I want, like when I want some nature coming through my phone, when I want like a smiling baby, it's all yes! I get. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And of thanks, for, thanks for putting out owning your authenticity. Thank you. Thank you yes. for being on it. I appreciate it.
I love it. And your support has always been wonderful. So, all right. Well, I love you and I miss you and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Mm -hmm.